We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for July 23rd, 2017. And this whole next section is going to be from one website that I have um, I've quoted from a lot in the past. And it's actually a website that's based out of North Carolina where I live. And it's and specifically in the mountains of North Carolina. And it's I believe it's like Skyships Over Cashers. They get into a lot of stuff. They get into a lot of the um, cryptozoological stuff, UFOs, and um, the underground bases. I've read the, the last teaching I did, and I'm going to give you links to that, where I actually read from the book, this little booklet that I had bought from them. And um, I actually have listeners that even know the lady that wrote the book. I think they have a bookstore in like, um, I don't know, one of the towns in, in um, oh, Cashers. Cashers, North Carolina, which is a town, and um, a lot of UFO activity, a lot of underground base, like a lot of Bigfoot, act, a lot of these cryptozoological creatures sighted, and you know, you could say, I don't believe any of that, well, I'm telling you, there's so many first-hand accounts of people seeing these things, you go on, and it's just getting more so, the black-eyed uh, children, there's an explosion of those things now on the internet, um, you know, it's just going to get to the point where you won't be able to, and I'm, I'm not even talking to my listeners, but people in general will not be able to be in denial about this type of stuff anymore. And, and Christians are going to have to either stay in denial or they're going to have to accept that it is actually real and that we are in a battle against good and evil and that we do have authority through the Lord Jesus Christ and that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the earth, and that I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me, you know, and that no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise up against me in judgment, God shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. And when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. These are verses you need to commit to memory, because I'm telling you, you know, you don't ever know when you might find yourself face to face with one of these things. And that day may be coming very soon, and you do not want to be unequipped in order to battle them. You may be put in that position. And I'm telling you, we have the power through the Lord Jesus Christ to battle these things. And to get victory. It's not like the paranormal shows always portray and all the Hollywood shows always portray the Christians as being, you know, totally powerless against these things and and we're all hypocrites and, and none of us have any power and, and we're all going to get defeated. No, no, that's not the way it turns out in the Bible. Okay? I understand there's going to be a lot of people that are martyred for the, for the cause of Christ and because they didn't take the mark of the beast and this type of thing. Um, and But the Bible also says that God always preserves a remnant as well. You know, and even if you are martyred, absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. So, you know, I'm just saying that, that this stuff is ramping up and ramping up. And everything that I have ever, just about everything I've ever reported on in this ministry is all apparently looking to come to pass. Whether it's this year or next year or not, when all of this stuff actually starts to really manifest into our plane of existence and it starts to become literally everyday life. And there's a lot of different aspects to this. And I try to cover those different aspects. This particular one today um, is just one more aspect of it. And what we're covering next is the undercover U.S.-Russian-Chinese military operations. Um, and these are just the reports from 2016, 2017 on this particular website, Skyships Over Cashers. And so the first report, and it's, again, you, you might, this is one that you really might want to follow along for, especially this part two. I don't know if we're going to go into a part three or four, I don't know. But um, I got about a 20-page PDF to cover, one on page four, but there's a lot of pictures. And they're showing a lot of the actual pictures of what we're talking about here, and I pasted them all in the PDF for, um, July 23rd, 2017 at com. as it's always free. The audio is always free. There's over a thousand parts up there. Um, we appreciate your, anybody that feels led or compelled to, to donate, you know, to basically keep us in the game. We appreciate all the prayers that, that, uh, for, of the saints for us. I, I really believe that 
you know, if it wasn't for the prayers, if it wasn't for the donations, I wouldn't be doing this. You know, I, I, that's the way that God has chosen to keep me doing what I'm doing, you know, and, and I believe I would have been dead a long time ago if it wasn't for the prayers of the saints. I was told that at a long time ago about what my calling was that unless I've got prayer going up, I'm not going to, I'm not going to last, you know, and we're into our, oh, we start 2006, so we're into our 11th year, essentially, of ministry. And, and again, I had the Christian and the health newsletter before that, but it wasn't, I wasn't doing any of the audios. And so, but the actual ministry itself, to a certain extent, was going probably for a good 15 years at this point. So I, I praise the Lord for that, and I thank you for, you know, your prayers, donations, and things of this nature. And if you if you want to know, like as far as donations, there's a donate button on the, on the right side of the uh, of the uh, contendingfortruth.com website, and our address is there as well for those that want to know. Okay, so long trains of military vehicles seen all over the USA, and this is the lady I believe the editor of the of the website that I mentioned, the Skyships Over Cashers, and uh, who also wrote that book that I quoted out of before that I, I did that whole study on regular citizens have videotaped long 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 trains all over the country transporting military tanks and combat equipment we checked out 150 of those citizen videos posted on YouTube there were many more but we ran out of time and energy to view them all the videos were viewed and were recorded in 31 states now they list all the states here I'm not going to list them all but there was a lot okay uh, the obvious questions are, why are so many trainloads of combat equipment and why are they being seen all over the country? Some people say it's a build-up to war. Some people say it's preparations for the enactment of martial law. Others say it's just business as usual, usual for the military. Whatever the reason, the videographers often felt an ominous chill up their spines as they recorded the passing trains. And there's, there's picture after picture here of these, these military vehicles, fully, fully armored uh, Humvees, um, you know, tanks, uh, all kind of military fully armored transport vehicles with gun turrets on top of them. I mean, miles and miles of these things. And they're, they're just showing picture after picture here that I posted. Okay, so then let's go to the next report here. These are kind of like rapid fire reports here. And a lot of it's visual. So like I said, if you want to, if you can follow along, with the audio it'll it, it'll enrich the teaching a lot if, if you have that as an option uh and again this is from the particular website i mentioned we were only a few hours ahead of a menacing snowstorm on march 11 2017 and i'm assuming this was in cashers north carolina which is probably i went through there last summer with taylor um I would say, like, from my, my location, if I drove straight there, I could probably get to Cashers in, like, two and a half hours from where I'm at. I'm kind of more in the foothills of uh, North Carolina, whereas that's really up, you know, way up into the mountains. <clears throat> and, again, a lot of paranormal activity goes on there. Anyway, they were a few hours ahead of a menacing stoves snowstorm march 11 2017 when evelyn gordon and i arrived for a private backroom interview at a restaurant in a small north carolina mountain town the original plan was to interview someone who once worked at a secret underground military base and i believe in the area the secret underground military base in north carolina is what i'm assuming <clears throat> that key witness though decided not to risk coming for the interview she told janet jones one of the two people in our backroom huddle that she had to keep her vow with the government and not talk about what she had done and what she had seen in the underground bases. She explained she now had a very simple, quiet life and grandchildren and it did not want to be involved anymore because she didn't want trouble coming from Uncle Sam. So we ended up with the following brief account of the first meeting that Janet, or JJ, had with the key witness who we will refer to as KW. Um, JJ, this is, this is the back and forth between the two, okay? JJ, I went into a store and a lady liked the jacket I was wearing. It reminded her of her military jacket. KW. KW is the key witness that didn't show up this time. Okay, but she's the one that was supposed to show up for the interview, but then she said, I don't want any problems from Uncle Sam. Okay. KW says, where did you get your jacket? It looks like a military jacket. I had just one like it when I worked for the Army. JJ says, oh, really? When was that? 
KW said, that was many years ago. I'm retired now. JJ said, what did you do? KW said, I worked in an underground base. JJ said, really? I know a little bit about underground bases. Tell me what you did. KW, I can't tell you what I did, but I saw a lot of things. JJ said, I'm pretty familiar with ETs working with the government, extraterrestrials, UFOs and things like that. At that point, Janet said, the woman's eyes got very wide and she gave a heads up confirmation like basically i don't know if it was a silent nod or something like that but she gave a, a firm uh, an affirmation without saying oh yeah the et's work with the government you know because most of these people that come from this background are really 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 freaked out about saying anything okay i'm sure that they've been told by the the people uh, in the underground bases that if, if you ever say anything about this we'll find out and we're coming for you you better keep your mouth shut okay so then jj said i would like to talk to you about this sometime because i'm so curious about it and i believe it's all going on kw said i'm not really supposed to i'm not really even supposed to tell you that i work there i can tell you i can't tell you yes or no whether or not they are ets down there in the underground bases but at this point, Janet said the key witness gave her a nonverbal confirmation by simply nodding her head up and down. Meaning, it's like almost like what was coming out of her mouth was like, would have been, would have, uh, that probably would have appeased anyone listening to her at that point. But at the same time, she's giving her a, a, a nonverbal up and down head nod that yes, there are ETs in the underground bases, but I can't utter that from my mouth because she's so scared that Big Brother may be watching. Janet explained to us that on another occasion, she had gotten acknowledgement of a secret underground base from an old friend who was in the U.S. Air Force. And she said, I ran into a high school friend of mine coming out of a coffee shop. Now you have to understand, if... If you live up in the mountains of North Carolina and you're in one of these towns and there's people working in underground bases, at some point they do have to retire. And if that's the area they know and have frequented and maybe they grew up there, they're probably going to stay there. So you're going to have a certain percentage of the population that worked in these underground bases and they still live in that area. And, and because there's so many of them, in the mountains of North Carolina, there's a much higher likely chance you're going to run into one of those people that actually maybe worked there. And this is what's happening in this particular case. Uh, let's go forward here. <clears throat> so she, I'll just read you the last line. She explained to us on another occasion she had gotten acknowledgement of a secret underground base from an old friend who was in the U.S. Air Force. She said, I ran into a high school friend of mine coming out of a coffee shop. He was in uniform with all of his medals. He was very proud. He was visiting family, and he wanted to show them uh, that he was accomplished because he was such a nut growing up. <laughs> well, he may have been a nut, but he was screwed onto the right bolt. Sorry, a little humor there. Anyway, she goes on to say, I asked him, what are you doing now? He answered, well, you can see that I'm in the Air Force, and I work out west. The guy sounds so full of pride. And she said what are you doing out west he says i work three miles underground the government has a base down there i said really what do you do down there i mean they openly acknowledge they have like cheyenne mountain and stuff i mean that's an underground military installation i mean that was where the whole show stargate atlanta or not stargate atlanta stargate sgi which ran for like 10 plus seasons i think and worked literally with the dod it's in the it's in the credits at the very end of of most of the shows of Stargate SGI saying that basically that Stargate SGI, the, 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 the production company that made it, worked with the Department of Defense in order to make this show. And I've, I've got into that before in some of my older teachings where the government is literally working with Hollywood production companies in order to portray sci-fi shows. Why would they be doing that if they weren't trying to telegraph something, if they weren't trying to communicate something to the masses? You know, so let's go forward here. Uh, he said, I work through Miles Underground. The government has a base down there. I said, really, what do you do down there? He said, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. So he made a joke about it, but he made it plain and clear that he couldn't talk about it, what he did down there at all. 
Okay, so now we're looking, and we're just going to go from one thing to another to another. It's like rapid fire. We're looking at the Chiloa Skyway, also known as the Tale of the Dragon. Now, if you remember, I took Taylor there, uh, man, I think it was 2011. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 2011. We went right at the start of summer, right when she got out of school. It's like the first part of June. And we took like a little, I don't know, it was probably like a five-day trip. And I stayed in Robbinsville there, which is kind of like the staging area for the for this dragon. This And I had heard all the stuff about paranormal activity, about UFOs. I talked to a guy firsthand. I talked to a guy that had gotten in a motorcycle wreck there. Okay? And it was actually a brother of one of my listeners. Okay? He had, and I had no idea he was going to say this, but he literally told me that, you know, they race up and down this dragon. It's, it's, they call it the tail of the dragon. It is a, it is a revered site where anybody that has anything to do with motorcycles, particularly the go fast kind, uh, not like Harleys, but like the go fast type of, of motorcycles and people with like million dollar cars like bugattis and ferraris and all of the, the most expensive cars you can imagine they race up and down this thing and the, the particularly during when the weather's good during the spring and the summer and maybe into fall and when it's obviously not raining and they try to see who could do it the quickest this thing is just one hairpin turn after another we drove it like Oh man, how many times did we drive it? Like three or four times, Taylor? I, I don't know. It was, and and you know, there's people there taking your picture, and and it's a big tourist attraction, and and people come from everywhere. And it literally, it essentially connects. It's one of the roadways that connects North Carolina to Tennessee, and the vistas are just breathtaking, particularly when you get to the end of it. Um, the the one end that's more toward Tennessee. Oh my. I mean, it's just, it's like, all I could do is praise the Lord Jesus Christ on this one overlook. I mean, it is so, it just gives you chills. Some of the vistas in that particular area of, of North Carolina. I mean, we, we saw some stuff that trip that just, I mean, it just gives you chills. That's all I can say. Um, it's kind of like when I saw the Grand Canyon. I mean, I almost I almost started bawling when I saw the Grand Canyon when we went out there not too long ago. It's just, it's overwhelming. It's, it's, the Grand Canyon is even more overwhelming, but it kind of gives you that feeling. And it's just, I think about the Lord and he created this and, and it's just, it's amazing. Okay. But, um, there's a lot of occult activity up in the mountains of, of North Carolina. And again, if you go into the Bible, you'll see a lot about the witches and, and always when they went into cities, where were they always having to go if they wanted to end the occult, the, the, the highest level of occult activity, they always had to go to the high places. Because the high places of, of a particular city or of a particular area, which is, is where all the witches would go to do the occult activity because they believe that, that uh, evidently in the high places their spells work better and, and maybe they connected with demonic entities better and that these fallen angels and these demons tended to dwell in that. And I think that's why you have so much occult activity going on in the mountains, particularly of North Carolina and, and into eastern um, Tennessee, where all these mountain ranges kind of converge in the Appalachians and the Great Smoky Mountains. And um, there's a lot of underground bases. There's all kind of paranormal activity. There's all kind of Bigfoot sightings. There's all kind of witches. And I mean, we went, I remember one time, oh man, it was probably a few years ago at this point. And these are, this, there's stuff I forget to mention. And we went... Taylor and I went to, um, we went to visit a friend and her and her dad and her mom and her son, they were selling their cabin and it was kind of like north of Lake Lore. And we're going to talk about Lake Lore. And we went there and I remember when we, we, we picked them up, I took Taylor and her stepson and we went to go just find a place to eat. And I just started driving kind of into the interior. I'd never been to this. And we found this one restaurant. And it was super, like, really good food, organic food. And it was way into the mountains, though. And, man, you could tell when we walked in that place, everybody was a cultist. 
I, I don't know whether all of them were witches and warlocks, but they all had their occultic tattoos. I got a really, really, really bad vibe about the people in general in that particular... And you have... I remember the lady that had the cabin, Wendy, she was like, yeah, right across the road, there's a witch there. She's not even... A, she wasn't even a Christian. And she knew about... And the witches and the warlocks are attracted to these high places. And, and a lot of these, these really, really back road mountain communities, you'll find a lot of, I mean, you, you, you talk a lot of, in uh, Appalachia about a lot of the witchcraft that has went on for generations up there in families. And a lot of them get into the whole fortune telling and, and, and um, a lot of Appalachian magic. I think that is another thing, the land to a certain extent possibly being defiled. And I've talked a lot about this in the past, but I think this all goes hand in hand with this subject that we're that we're talking about today here. But you're you're seeing a picture here in the PDF of this known as the Tale of the Dragon. They just call it the Dragon. And um, again, like I said, it is a huge destination for people. Will plan whole trips. They'll they'll around just coming and being able to whiz up and down this thing. And and um, there's Old people, young people, I mean, everybody you could imagine going up and down this thing. And this guy that I had talked to that had gotten, he literally was on the dragon and he, and this happens all the time. There's all kind of deaths up there. And that was one of the reasons we went is to pray. And um, I, I can't find the teaching though that I did. I, I, I tried to do keyword searches on my website and I couldn't find it. But, um, and I'm trying to recollect this because I think I gave a better account when I originally did the teaching, but he had told me that, you know, there's like, I don't know how many deaths on average there per year, and that there's all kind of occult high places right off the dragon. And we went and searched for, man, I don't know how many times I pulled off the dragon. It's hard to do because there's not a lot of room. And some parts you can't pull off at all. But every once in a while, you'll get to a part where it'll let you pull your car off. And we would go back in the woods and try to search for these high places so we could pray over them. And um, I potentially might have found some places, but I didn't see anything too overt. You know, I'm, I'm sure that they're well hidden. But he had gotten in a wreck and had literally flown off the side. I mean, you could die so easy on this thing. I mean, death is at every turn on this dragon. I mean, you could be thousands of feet down. You could be falling. Well, he had... He had flown off the side on his bike, and nobody even knew that this had happened. I guess he was there by himself. He went off the side. Nobody else saw it. That happens, too. And he said he was there for like a day. And now, again, I'm not saying that this is true, but he told me that this is a listener. This is a listener, a longtime listener, her brother. And I didn't know he was going to tell me this. He said that... Um, I don't know, it was like after a day of, of being on, or 12 hours of being on the side of this mountain, he woke up, and that this UFO had appeared or something, and that it had rescued him, or something, something to that effect. Some kind of demonic entity had done this, and he miraculously survived, and he, the, he had brain damage, this, the, he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't quite all there, if you know what I mean, I don't want to be mean, but he wasn't all quite there, but he was adamant about this is what had happened to him, um, there's, and then he told me about all the occult activity and all the, the witch, the Satanists and the witches and the occultists that go up there and they do ceremonies and there's all these deaths that happen here and that probably also further charges up whatever they're trying to do. And again, it's one of the most beautiful areas I've ever seen, but it's all part of this area that we're talking about today here. So, um, anyway, that I give you, there's a little map here so you can kind of get an idea of where it's at too and this next part is entitled newly exposed underground facility near tennessee north carolina border and this is where the dragon is as well several men have contacted me over the past six months about a secret underground military facility in western north carolina southeast of teleco plains tennessee while all wanted to tell me their stories they objected to having them posted on the website which is common then i received the following email about the facility after appearing on the Higher Side Chats radio show. I followed up with a phone call to the gentleman who gave me permission to post it, but I asked only but asked only to be identified as a former manufacturer in the aerospace industry. 
who lives in another state and enjoys back-to-back -back nature vacations in the general area of the suspected facility. So this is the report. Uh, this is from September 9th, 2016. I have been listening to the Higher Side Chats radio show, and I am glad someone is taking note of these things. I have had a couple of experiences in the area where an underground facility appears to exist in North Carolina, and report and the local reports all of the things you were discussing on the show you're on the the higher side chats i guess yeah locals have reported russian soldiers walking down the mountain to a church in the area asking for food they hadn't gotten their airdrops for a week now remember they hadn't gotten their airdrops that's going to come in later they're getting their food airdropped in because obviously this is not an area where they have an underground base they can go right into i mean you can only have so many underground bases so there's other areas where they've got these Russian, these foreign troops set up in order to guard the area. There may be a lot of nasty activity going on. They need it guarded, but there may not necessarily be an underground base there. Okay. So, I mean, this is, va this is a vast area we're talking about. And not only that, it's in the mountains. I mean, you get, up, you get up on like the Blue Ridge Parkway and you look out at some of these vistas and it's just mountains for as far as you can possibly see. There's no way that they could guard it all, you know. Um... They hadn't gotten their airdrops for a week or two and were hungry. They could not speak English. But one of the parishioners went up and got someone who could communicate with them, meaning at the church. A couple of kids were met with... Um, so in other words, they were giving these Russian soldiers food because they hadn't gotten their airdrops in like a week. Isn't that weird? you got Russian troops coming off a mountain in North Carolina asking church parishioners for food. Because they hadn't gotten airdrops? What are they doing up there? Why are they here? You know? Uh, here's another report. An, a couple of other kids were met with full automatic rifle fire, like a machine gun, while investigating a certain area. Uh, I tried to go by truck through a road that went across North Carolina, and this is another report. I tried to go through a truck, uh, through a road that went across North Carolina, and there was a large pile of dirt and a new mountain home built out of pressure-treated wood which is not normal mountain home construction material. Uh, and this home had a token woman who ran out frantic and told us we could not go on that road anymore. I followed this up. Now, again, this also confirms all of the studies and reports I've done about national parks where there's all of a sudden, there are these large swaths of area that are no-go zones now where you can't go anymore. Where if you try to go in there, you're going to have the nastiest park rangers you've ever met in your life showing up with machine guns. Or you're going to have Russian or foreign troops showing up threatening you with machine guns. If you even live. Okay? They're, try they're protecting these areas where they're doing evil, covert stuff that they won don't want anybody to know about. And the national parks are ground zero for this. And these areas that we're talking about are just filled with national parks, a lot of them. So, and again, these national parks are designated as UN biospheres. Well, what is the backbone of the New World Order? The United Nations. Okay, so this is, these are the staging areas that they have openly admitting where, where they're gathering all these military materials, where at some point when they're given the green light for martial law to come activate the red and the blue list and do whatever they're going to do, this is where they're going to be coming from. Most likely. I mean, I, that's the most likely scenario I see. Um... All right, so she ran out frantic. She told us we couldn't go up the road anymore. I followed this up with at least 10 phone calls and finally reached the top ranger who, by her tone and her demeanor, because the rangers are coordinating with the foreign troops, who, by her tone and demeanor, was the official gatekeeper for that section of the mountains. Um, and evidently, they didn't let him go any further. They're, they're not getting any satisfaction by, with the park rangers and obviously with the foreign troops. Another report, a friend and I went to a lookout tower road and heard voices coming from inside the building. I think this is that house they were talking about. And they called me over only to have them cease talking after he had raised his voice and called me over. Now it is razor wired and one cannot even get close to the building or the second one that was added. So I mean, why are you going to put razor concertina wire up around some mountain home on a building that you, you blocked access to? All kind of weird, weird stuff. I personally think that these are egresses and or vents for the underground facilities. Maybe. 
they kept clouds over this area from just about the beginning of maps or google earth so a lot of these areas you can't go up and view from google earth because all of a sudden they've got clouds over them and you can't see them and all this other stuff also very fishy when they were updated i am sure the airbrushing was then put in effect but the area of the clouds is about the most remote area i've ever seen and there are no roads into that area that i know of i am sure most i'm sure the locals would know but i don't another friend who lives in the area said that when everything is turned off in her house one can hear machinery beneath the ground that's another very common report i've reported on over and over again meaning what is it these are the underground tunnel boring units that our government has had that they can be, literally melt the rock and just literally melt the rock in almost like a, a solid marble into these huge round tubes that's one of the ways they make these underground facilities in these areas okay it's probably those machines that they're hearing they're nuclear powered okay they're actually nuclear powered. that's how they're doing it um <clears throat> her property is west of state road 68 and there's a little map here you can see while the events previously listed were east of state road 68 so they're doing stuff all over the place in these in this area that i'm talking about these areas that i'm talking about all of western in north carolina mountainous region into um eastern tennessee another person told me that when the kids were shot at one of the locals went to the location at night with a night vision scope because they wanted to see what was going on this is where the kids were shot at with full fully automatic rifles this was an ex-military person went in there with night vision while scanning the area he saw another individual with a night scope looking back at him he exited quickly guys lucky he didn't get killed uh highway 68 goes south from teleco plains tennessee and they're showing a map uh another one i saw perhaps five or six years ago what looked like a flat concrete slab down in the bottom of a gorge on the south side of the Cheraloa skyway which i believe is the dragon i saw it from and, and again it's you can't even i mean it's straight down you couldn't get down there unless you were like a mountain climber you couldn't like you'd have to rappel down the side of the dragon that's why when people go off the side they die you know because it's straight down in most places and it's not forgiving now some places like you can walk out but a lot of it it's straight down i mean it's not a place you would want to mess around with <clears throat> i saw it from the first perhaps the second pull off heading east from teleco plains after passing the turn off to the ranger station there was a short microwave tower pointing at the slab this is at the uh and again this is what it looked like a uh a flat concrete slab down the bottom of the gorge south of the chiloa skyway and there was a short microwave tower pointed at the slab now there's pictures of this below this this particular man took which i thought was strange yeah i mean you're looking you're looking down in an area where there's no road access and again you'd have to be there to understand how like inaccessible some of these areas would be because once you go off the dragon it's like straight down and there's no roads down there there's a there's a big reservoir and again that's one of the most breathtaking vistas i've ever seen in my life um and weirdly out of nowhere there's a microwave tower the guy's got a really good picture of it here and it's pointing at this concrete slab at the bottom of this gorge really weird short microwave tower um maybe the slab covers an underground entrance since then the plant and the tree growth have obscured it though and again there's a really good picture of this in in the pdf here locals report that they see c-130 cargo planes about once a week near dusk dragging their bellies through the trees meaning they're going real close to the trees these c1 cargo plays why they don't want to be seen way up and up high because more people can see them and making airdrops and then climbing and exiting the area oh could this be the airdrops to the russians and the foreign troops that are in particular areas guarding particular things for a particular nefarious reason yeah the same ones they say this occurs east of what is known as the forest lookout station or wakushi overlook on the chiriloa skyway and again all of this has maps 
and stuff so you can kind of orient yourself i can orient myself a little bit better because i've studied those maps in those areas but i'm no expert on the area either i've only been there a few times into these areas uh and again very very beautiful stuff i mean truly well it's kind of funny because taylor taylor and i have both been kind of like just like in the last couple of days we've been more almost by accident she's been researching this i've been researching this subject about a lot of the occult activity in north carolina and particularly into western north carolina and, and the satanists and in you know particular mountains in north carolina that have a lot of occult activity and how the satanists operate and in in all of this thing and, and how there's been a lot of complaints of satanists where they will complain about when christians do pray about you know particular witch covens and things of this nature that their spells do not work okay and that how taylor was saying how that's so cool because i mean that we have all of this power that we're not even a lot of times tapping into and and, and accessing that we have a lot of um different things we can do as christians in the modality of prayer and and if you feel so led fasting and again the weapons of warfare are not carnal but mighty through the pulling down of strongholds and we battle not against flesh and blood but against princes principalities rulers of wickedness these types of things principalities and so the bible is really clear on that that that's really where our battle is and there's all of this occult activity going on in particularly in this particular area in eastern tennessee north carolina and i believe this is why they've set up such a evil black militaristic stronghold and it literally it starts i think in like gatlinburg uh pigeon forge area and you can go all the way from there over onto like where the mountains start in north carolina which is far into north carolina and where pigeon forges and gatlinburg is that's pretty far into tennessee so we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of square miles where there's potentially um, black ops going on, underground military bases, all kind of cryptozoological creatures, high-level witch covens. Asheville is an absolute total hotbed for this stuff. Satanic coven groups. I've got into that in, in times past, documenting all of the things. The abortion clinics there and how they're tied in with it. The the I mean, so I think that I just, I think it's wonderful if, the body of Christ could redouble their efforts and the intercessors in particular. And these are things you can add to your prayer list about praying against these witch covens, against these Satanists. I mean, look at Jasmine, the black-eyed witch that tried to kill me, that, that was emailing me. And I, I did that study on, on her. And the witches that have tried to astral project to me and kill me, um, you know, they've all been defeated. They've all been defeated. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. But they've never been able to get to us. And this battle is only going to intensify. And it's not something we can sh shriek away from and, 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 and not engage in. I mean, if you're here on planet Earth, to a certain extent, you are called to this battle. You are called to this warfare. It may not be your primary calling, okay? But everybody is called to prayer, to a certain extent. I'm not saying everybody's an intercessor. I don't call myself a dedicated intercessor. I've got so much on my plate with this with this ministry that I can't be dedicated to that one thing. If I did, I'd have to shut down the ministry because I could I can only do so much as as one person. Uh, but to redouble our efforts, to pray against these satanic covens, to pray against the abortion clinics, to pray against these witches and these warlocks and these high-level cultists occultists and these pagans and all of the wickedness that is going on in the underground bases all of the wickedness that the russian and the chinese troops are planning against us and the high people in high military office the globalists the all the wicked people in the congress and the senate and high the political offices that want to absolutely destroy and annihilate america we have the ability to pray against that and to come against that through prayer and or fasting if, if you feel so led and um you know pray that god hedge their way up with thorns pray for their salvation if it be possible pray that their souls be saved 
But that's again what Psalm 64 a lot is is about that you know God shall shoot at them with an with an arrow suddenly shall they be wounded so they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves and all that see them shall flee away and all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God for they shall wisely consider of his doing and the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him and all the upright in heart shall glory so see when God's judgment comes down on the wicked good things always happen but when God's judgment is not prevalent in a society Bad things always happen. Wickedness pervades and, and, and increases and, and gets worse. And evil men and seducers wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived. So without the body of Christ coming against this wickedness, and there's, there's different ways you can. Yes, there's prayer. Yes, there's fasting. There's also educating other people. There's, there's you know, trying to get the word out on that. There's, you know, a lot of different ways that, that you can, however God's calling you, however you so feel led, in order to engage in this battle there's just not one way to do it so i would just encourage everybody and taylor taylor and i would encourage everybody to really come against this type of wicked activity because um you know with prayer i really believe the body of christ can move mountains and they can they can expose this stuff because all this stuff that i'm talking about today there's very few ministries that will talk about this and I believe it's a big reason why I've come under such gigantic death threats and had so many witches and warlocks trying to kill me is because I do talk about this stuff, especially when I do any teachings on the alien agenda. That's when they really get ticked off. So you have to ask yourself the question, am I just a nut um, that is just going on about conspiracy theories that have no merit, no basis of fact, even though Heli was devoted billions and billions of dollars to promoting this agenda. I mean, is it that there's going to be no end game to any of this? That doesn't make any sense. Okay? Or is there an end game to all of this wickedness? And does Satan want to keep the Christians blinded to this as long as possible so that when the trap is finally sprung, they're not going to have any more recourse because they've devoted no prayer to it whatsoever. They've done nothing to prepare, you know. And that's that's the reality for a lot of Christians, you know. So we, we have the power to deal with this stuff. We do. I've seen it over and over in my own life, you know. And um, so let's go further here. So now we're looking at a, a picture here. If, if you're following along, of Lake Lore, uh, the center of North Carolina's secret survival territory for the elite. Did you know that? I didn't know that. <laughs> I had no idea. I, had, I suspected it a little bit, but this article confirmed it to me. It is within the circle on the map. There's a map here, okay? So you've got Lake Lore, and um, Lake Lore is kind of like, oh, it's beautiful. And Chimney Rock is there. And if you've ever seen, and I'm not saying watch it, it's not like a godly show, but Last of the Mohicans, they filmed a lot of the scenes from Last of the Mohicans at Chimney Rock. A lot of the ones where they were really, really high up and they did those scenes where they were the Indians were fighting and stuff up, way up high. Uh, it's breathtaking. And Chimney Rock is this big, oh, it's like a national park area you can go to and... and Really beautiful vistas. You can overlook Lake Lore. They actually, there's a picture of it here, overlooking Lake Lore. Um, I've also reported on all of the really, really weird black military stuff that's going on up there. In fact, in the last study that I did on this subject, where I read directly from this lady's uh, booklet, we talked about this very area, how they're they're putting power lines and stuff up there that are like bigger than any major city would have. Okay, what are they trying to power? What, what is it? And it's funny because the story that I had told before about uh, when we went to visit the, the one particular lady that we knew and we had went to that one restaurant, Taylor and I, when I went to drop her son back off, Taylor and I, from that particular location that I would have probably never been able to get to, I had not known about it, we went south and we actually ended up in Lake Lure. And there is a lot of money when you drive up through that particular area, it's not an area, it's not even a road. I don't even know if I could get to it again, if I could find it. But it's like a back road into Lake Lure coming from north to south. And man, I mean, we're talking people that have just millions and millions and millions of dollars 
a lot of the homes in that particular area and region. Very exclusive. So it kind of makes sense what they're saying here that um, <coughs> North Carolina's secret survival territory for the elite. Lake Lure is the center of North Carolina's secret survival territory for the rich and the powerful, uh, including members of the Illuminati. According to a longtime realtor who has worked in the four counties encircling Lake Lore, she wishes to remain anonymous, so we will call her Erica. The following is what she told us in her own words. She said, quote, When the economy tanked in 2008 and land developments were failing and people were going bankrupt, Erica began, and again, that's not her real name, but Erica said, quote, It was puzzling at that same time that the economy was tanking, that the real estate investment market was pulled out, it was puzzling to see huge infrastructures and roadways being built in the area around Lake Lure. I also noted huge tracts of land and huge homes being bought in and around Lake Lure and Mill Spring. So I began doing in-depth property research and found some very interesting information. I discovered Russians were purchasing property around a secluded lake between Lake Lure and Mill Springs, she explained. When I tried to learn about the availability of the property at Lake Adger, I found it was, very, it was a very clandestine operation. Google Maps of the property were unavailable. Mm, there we go with the Google Map thing again. Realtors could only go through one particular person to get a property plat, and even when we were given a map with the watermark so it could not be photocopied. When I researched one piece of the property at the lake, she added, I found it was owned by someone in the military, and then it was changed over to a Russian. Remember what I said before? The Russian troops that are here, and I'm sure the high-level Russian military brass that are working with our black ops projects are all being told, listen, when you go out and you do the confiscation and all the time you've put in here and, and, and all of this stuff, your reward is going to be you're going to be able to go out, rape, steal, and kill and pillage the land. And we're going to provide you safe havens to live because you're on our side. You're on... You're on Satan's side, and we're all on the same team. We're on Team Satan. Okay, so, <coughs> excuse me, um, let's go further here. Um, okay, going back to this report. At that time, I had four clients in that community. They had all questionable backgrounds and were very quiet. They acted like some of my CIA clients, my ex-CIA clients, who had pur purchased property through me, over a four to five year period. The state of North Carolina appears to be involved in the land grab as well. So just remember, th this is all being orchestrated at the highest levels of government. It's not like the Russians have just infiltrated us and we don't, we don't know what's going on. This is all, they're all hand in glove here. The highest levels of our government, of state governments, are all hand in glove with this Russian, Chinese, the whole New World Order takeover. <clears throat> Erica continued, quote, in 2005, it spent $24 million to purchase land, meaning the government, the, the state of North Carolina, spent $24 million to purchase land between Chimney Rock State Park and Sugarloaf Mountain. And there's a map here where you can see the whole Chimney Rock State Park, how big it is in relation to Lake Lore. It's much bigger than... Lake Lore. It's funny about Lake Lore too. Just a little history there. That that it's actually a man-made lake, and there used to be a town. There is a still a town at the bottom of Lake Lore. I forget the name of it, but it's it's a little town at the bottom of Lake Lore, and they've even went down there. I saw a little documentary where they like went down there, and the the town's basically still intact. You know, in fact, it's funny they even have the hotels running and. Restaurants still, they don't know how they're doing it underwater. No, just kidding. Sorry. Teasing. A little humor. But no, there's actually a little town underneath there. They flooded that lake a long, long time ago and, and um, I guess turned it into this, I don't know if it was back then, but it it's this really exclusive community now. But anyway, there's some maps here where you can get a kind of a perspective of what we're talking about here. <clears throat> so, 
Okay, so there is a secret military facility beneath Sugarloaf Mountain, which certainly would explain why the government is buying up land around it and why enormous electrical lines have been installed to the top of the mountain where there are only about a half a dozen homes. Now, if you remember from my previous study, and I'm going to give you that, I'm going to give you a link to that if you haven't heard it, where I did a whole dedicated study on the subject. We went over this, this particular lady's whole book. Um, we've, we've documented all this other stuff we're talking about. Okay. This is just adding to and confirming what we've already covered in previous studies. But the state is buying lots of little plots too. 40 acres here, 70 acres there, 176 acres there, 350 acres there. They all seem to have a conservation easement. And this is, this is a big reason why under the Obama administration, you know, now it's like, you know, way more than half the country is owned by the government or whatever it is. All the land grabbing they're doing because it's just like Hunger Games. If they can keep saying, doing this land grab and keep putting us into, cording us off into smaller and smaller and smaller areas, well, we're much easier to control. But if we have access to the whole country as Americans, well, there's a lot more places we can hide. So again, it's all about control, and that's why they're doing this. Uh, when you see an aerial view, there appears to be a greater planet work. And then uh, it says the red marker points to Sugarloaf Mountain. Okay, so there's a little map here where you can see uh, Chimney Rock State Park and where Sugarloaf Mountain is, and you can see the land that they're buying around it. Um, and then they're saying the blue lake at the bottom is Lake Adger, which appears to be south of Chimney Rock. I've never actually drove by Lake Adger, um, but evidently that's where the rush that looks pretty, like a really amazing lake. It's got looks like a lot of different. Um, it's got a lot of coastline on the lake, and it looks like a pretty amazing place if you were going to have a home. But this is where the Russians, evident. I don't even know if you could get there. I don't. I don't know if it would be cordoned off or whatever. But this is where the Russians are buying up this lake, um, Lake Adger. So. Another thing that is strikingly unusual is the militarization of the police in the small towns in that area as well, Erica added. Over time, from 2005, the Justice Center, and it's spelled J-U-S-T-U-S -S Center, was built east of the town of Hendersonville. It is an academy for cops. So now our cops are being converted into military cops, which is more like federalization of the cops, which is what they want. They have military vehicles, military equipment, military helicopters. One congressional person told me that because Henderson County is at the top of the list for having something very valuable to protect in the state. Okay, so then we've got editor's note here. She says, another person involved with property management in the Greater Lake Lure area told us one of the nation's top generals at the Pentagon bought a substantial mountaintop home in the Lake Lure area in 2016. This is pretty current, the stuff I'm giving you, this information. If you want to learn more about the military presence in Lake Lure, scroll down to the next article, which we're going to cover. And if you want to learn more about the secret military facility beneath Sugarloaf Mountain, there's a chapter devoted to it in my book, Underground Military Bases Hidden in North Carolina Mountains. Now, that is the book I went page by page through and did, not only did I read it, but then I also gave my, my appraisal and my assessment. You can buy it from them as well. Uh, I think there's link. I mean, you go to Skyships Over Cashers and you can probably find the book there. I wish you'd come out with another one. Um, anyway, this, it's available through Amazon. If you look it up, Underground Military Bases Hidden in North Carolina Mountains, you can, got, you can get it on Amazon. But I also did, to save you that, what I did is I posted my teaching, my end time current event teachings, and this was just from May 21st, 16, parts 2 and 3, uh, where I went page by page through the book, okay? And I give you the links here on page 11 of the PDF for 723.17. Okay, now here, this also confirms this. Helicopters disappear into and around North Carolina Mountain. The left photo... And again, you'd have to be following along to see, shows above of the Rumbling Bald Mountain. It's the name of it. Rumbling Bald Mountain was taken from the Wyndham Resort at Fairfield Mountains in Lake Lure, North Carolina. While the rocky cliff looks smooth at the distance, the right photo shows how big one of the mountain crevasses are. Below are an aerial view of the Rumbling Bald, and, and again, it's a big, 
crevasse. It's it's huge. You can, you know, you could have tons of people walking through it at once. It's how big they are. Um, in other words, the mountains in these areas probably have extensive cave systems as well. Below is an aerial view of Rumbling Bald, which is actually a mountain range, a mountain ridge in the map of the Lake Lure area. The red marker shows the location of the Wyndham Resort. So it looks like the Wyndham Resort is right where I drove through with Taylor from the direction I drove through. Yeah, we probably passed this. I just don't remember passing it. But yeah, I mean, and again, it's just everywhere you go in this region, it's just beautiful vistas. I mean, amazing. Uh, and this is just one more area. <clears throat> And here's an aerial view as well. According to locals, Black Hawk, Black Hawk helicopters have been disappearing into Rumbling Bald Mountain for many years. They say the entrance is large, well-hidden, shadowy crevasse in a rather inaccessible part of the ridge. Which is why they would have it there. On June 29, 2016, Evelyn Gordon and I went there to meet with a resident who we will call Fran. And this is what this lady does that has the skyships over cashers website so they'll go and try to meet local residents and try to get like inside information about this type of stuff now they're not christians just so you know they're not christians um but there are they i believe their research they are trying to get to the bottom of this stuff uh, <clears throat> so they they met with this resident called fran here's what she revealed to us she said quote when we first moved to Lake Lore about 20 years ago, we actually could look right at the entrance. And I believe that's the entrance to where these helicopters go in and out of. Fran told us we would see Blackhawk helicopters going in there all the time. Even when my husband and I were down in the town of Chimney Rock, we'd see the helicopters fly around Rumbling Bald Mountain and then we would never see them again. It was, common, it was a common thing. People were always saying, where did they go? What happened to them? One time, I was with a friend's. I was at a friend's home that has a great view. You could look down on Chimney Rock from there, and she explained from her desk, from her deck, you could hear the helicopters coming, always in packs. They were really loud, and their sound was amplified as they flew low through the gorge. See, they've been they, they've been doing stuff there for decades, and you would have to ask yourself, why would you have this gigantic? secret military presence that all these russian troops that have been seen by multiple people over and over again and all this underground construction that people hear rumbling when you know certain times of the day or if they have all the appliances turned off in their house or if they're in their basement they hear stuff you know why would all this stuff be happening in in a relative like a lot of these areas are just plain out tourist in areas like high level uh more exclusive tourist areas in north carolina you know, it just doesn't make sense <laughs> unless you look at, you're looking at the full agenda. Uh, they were really loud and their sound was amplified as they flew through the gorge. When they flew by, everything shook and the tree branches would whip, whip around. The Blackhawks flew so low that from the deck we could see the men were wearing full gear like they were flying up in space. We could wave at them. That's how they, that's how low they were flying. And it's just like this C-140 uh, troop planes that were dropping air dropping that we had talked about they're flying real low to the deck okay so then they couldn't be seen by as many people and then it's and then they went on to say then on tuesday may 24 2006 at about 10 a.m i saw something i've never seen before run about around rumbling bald mountain ever fran said i heard these extremely loud helicopter blades i ran outside to look and saw three helicopters they looked like blackhawks they were obviously military they looked like they were going uh, going north through Black Mountain, but then they turned and they went south. They went around that ridge, she said, while pointing to the ridge in front of us. Then she said, I saw the first helicopter reappear. I saw the front of the second one, but I never saw the third one. It was clear, it was a clear sky, I could see them plain as day, and they just simply disappeared into thin air. So do they have some type of cloaking? Where they've got entrances now that they're literally using holograms, where you're looking and it appears to be whatever a mountainside, and it's not even that? I mean, they've got that technology, they've got it with Bluebeam, 
Maybe they've got cloaking. I don't know. But now we're talking about these things just disappearing into thin air. So, and here's the photo of the ridge Fran pointed toward where that actually happened. She has an actual photo of where this occurred. And again, this is very well documented. A week before that happened, I knew something unusual was going on, Fran continued. I saw a crane that was bigger than any crane I've ever seen anywhere. And I've been in New York, Los Angeles, and around military facilities. Within a day, the biggest cell phone, cell phone or data tower I had ever seen was installed right next to the existing cell phone tower. Now, in the previous report, we had talked about these gigantic power lines that they're running up these mountains, and they've got like six people living on the mountain and power lines that could power like new york city i mean what are they doing <laughs> why do they need that much power it's insane but that's not all there have been huge booming sounds while we have been logging in this area um even a giant uh california redwood tree couldn't make such a boom if it fell and this is most likely the underground facilities they're constructing. Uh, we have investigated and cannot find anything to explain the booms. Maybe construction is going on beneath the earth. It could make some kind of sense. Well, okay, if they're, if they're bringing in these types of power lines, okay, there's nothing on top of the surface that would warrant that kind of power need. But we have no idea what could be going on underneath that could warrant that kind of power need. So, I, I think that's what's going on. Um, it would make some kind of sense with helicopters flying into Rumbling Bald Mountain. There could be a major underground facility that's being expanded. Yeah, I think that's exactly uh, the case at this point. I'm going to go ahead and stop here, and we're going to go to part three. This should be our third and final part. So, God bless you, and we'll see you in part three.